Welcome to the Take Heart Podcast, where we have conversations around what it looks like to intimately walk with the Father, to know Him, to seek after Him, and to become more like Him. Our aim is to explore what it looks like to actively take heart, to be people who are confident in the future because we know who our God is. Hello and welcome to episode one of the Take Heart podcast, series one, Behold, Accepting the Great Invitation. It is very exciting to be here and joining me today is Brie Bond. Hello, Emma. Hello, my friend. And Sam Haywood. Hi. How's it going? Great. I feel <laughs> so excited about this podcast. Two of my absolute dearest friends, you two. Oh, it's very true. Very kind. Mutual. Oh, cute. Mutual Absolutely. Thank you. And us three have actually journeyed together in, yep. in all seasons, you know, lovely, but physically taken a journey together to Fiji have. on a missions trip. Yep. That was a great time. Great time. Just wanted to like put that out there as a unifying thing for all three of us. It's very unifying Aww. experience. Yeah, it was. Just remember it. Just just throw your memory back, the Sam, especially. Could you, the pain, the Sam, feelings. would you mind just, just taking yourself back there for a minute? What was the highlight for you? Not um, Was it not dying? That was the, <laughs> the moment where I came out of the hospital mm, and hosp- our hospital, <laughs> it broke something in me, guys. I can't speak good anymore. The moment I came out of the hospital, yeah. hospital oh my goodness. Get there. I was like, I'm not going to die. Praise him. I'm going to live another day. Yes. So. Yeah, wow. the sepsis. Yeah, for those playing at home, Sam did get a blood infection. Yeah. Yeah. And was on the edge of death. Oh. But the Lord but God back. healed him. He mm. did. Praise he the Lord. Back to the land of the living. Amen. <laughs> great and trip, guys. It was. It was a great trip. And and Bree, I think that trip was really pivotal for us in becoming yeah. the, you know, good friends that we are now. I'm really thankful for that trip for so many reasons, but yeah. that being definitely one of those reasons for me. So yeah, hi. same. Hey, hi. Um, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Introduce us, please. Who who is Bree Bond? Sure, Bree Bond. Um, Bree Bond is a child of God. Mm. Um, first and foremost, I have been um, following God for over twenty years. Um, I'm married to Scott. Uh, we have two beautiful boys, Riley and Jax. Um, we have been coming to St Paul's here for about nearly all of those twenty years. Um, I'm an executive assistant um, and also a blogger. Mm, I love that. That's still, awesome. You've recently, you've recently fresh. been yeah. starting that up, haven't you? Do you want to give a I sneaky have, plug yeah. to your blog for those playing at oh, home? Oh, thanks. That would be great. Um, it's just... Um, <laughs> thanks for asking. <laughs> I would love Didn't that. Think you would. <laughs> um, Brebond.com. Mm. Yeah. So it's just, I usually write about faith and life and mission, written about Fiji a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, and my... Uh, prayer for it is just that it would encourage anyone who reads it really. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Mm. And I'll introduce myself. Oh, please do. Yeah. Uh, my name is Emma. Uh, I love the Lord. That is, I guess, my d- defining characteristic. I love the Lord. Um, I've been walking with him since I was 18 years old and um, almost 30. So that's just revealing a lot there. Um, I guess. The, one of the greatest joys of my life is being a high school teacher. I teach English and history and um, I get to journey with young people and help them discover their purpose and see their value and ultimately, mm-hmm. um, hopefully, link that directly back to the Lord and help them to see their value in Him and their purpose in Him. So I, I consider that and, and my job the greatest privilege of my life. 
Um, so yeah, that's a little bit about me. That's beautiful. And we have decided to do this podcast and we both felt that it was something that the Lord was leading us to Mm. for various reasons. And we want to thank Sam, uh, for giving us, Mm. us this platform and, um, allowing us this space to, to speak into people. I think it's a real privilege to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Brie, can you tell us a little bit about why you decided to, yeah, to be a part of this? Yeah, sure. Um, so even though I've been a Christian for so long, um, I think our first trip to Fiji in 2017 was really pivotal for me in my faith. And, um, and I think it was because we went with a really large team, but I'd left my two small children and husband at home. Mm. Um, and I was the only young mum on the team. And I think mm. I just felt this real aloneness of not having anybody that was going through what I was going through with me. Um, and I think when you feel that, I guess, emptiness, um, I only had God to rely on, which um, was hard for the first couple of days and then was just amazing to be able to see him work when I actually had the time mm. to give him the time. Mm. Um, and then so since then I have, um, my faith has been completely transformed and I think um, it's been just amazing to see, you know, how he has um, been working through that. Um, and so this is just, I guess, the next chapter. This podcast is just that mm. the next I guess, thing that he's led me to that I'm hoping will glorify mm. him. Mm. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. How about you, Emma? Can you share your journey with us? Um, I guess for me, I feel that the Lord has been just refining me and teaching me so many different things in in the secret place, you know, in, in a, in a mm. quiet place with him where it's just been him and I. And um, I feel so blessed for that time. I feel very thankful for that. And I'm talking as if it's going to stop. It's not stopping anytime soon. I really enjoy um, that time with the Lord. Um, but I think he's been stirring uh, a few things in me that um, he's now wanting me to share, which is really cool. And um, I guess when you're sold out for God, um, the biggest joy and the biggest priority of your life is telling people about him and reflecting him mm. back to the world. And so I guess I was really keen to be a part of this because I just felt that there was so much to be said about the father. And, um, I guess our, our greatest hope is that this podcast might spark something afresh in you, you, you who's listening, that, um, the Lord would be moving through this and, and that he might reignite something and stir something and awaken something in you. Mm. Um, and so what a privilege it would be to be a vessel for that to happen. So we pray Mm. that, yeah, that would, that would happen because of, of what the Lord's doing here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so let's talk about, I guess, why we wanted to call it Take Heart or why we both felt actually that the Lord was leading it to be called that. Mm-hmm. As I, I pressed in a little bit more about what that expression means to take heart, it really means to be encouraged because of something. There's a reason why you're being encouraged. And for a Christian, it's because of the hope that we have in Jesus. We can be encouraged. We can be inc- um, confident. So to take heart is actually to seek a new thing, um, to be brave, to be confident because we know who the father is. We can be. Um, and I think it is this really awesome personal opportunity to actively embrace that process, to encourage yourself (laughs) again. And I think if we think about what the phrase to lose heart means, you know, that's when you're feeling really broken and tired and weary, um, and discouraged. And in this season, when you know, we've just walked through a really um, discouraging 2020 mm. and some of those moments have still carried its way into 2021. I feel a lot of us have lost heart. Yeah. Um, so, if you know, we must have lost it if we're being encouraged to take it. 
Mm. Right. And the word says for us to take heart, um, you know, John 16, 33 says, I have told you these things so that in me, you may have peace in this world. You will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. He's reminding us of the reason why we can take heart and why we can be encouraged. And Psalm 31 verse 24 says, be strong and take heart all you who hope in the Lord. And that's key. We actually need to evaluate where our hope is. Mm. Um, and if needed, reposition that hope back on Jesus. Um, and I, yeah, I think, mm. what, what do you think about that? Cause I think that's a really good question to ask ourselves. Where does our hope generally lie? If it's not on Jesus and we're feeling like we've lost heart, where is our heart currently sitting, currently residing, yeah. you know? Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's good to, um, to reflect on that. And it's not something that you do, um, I guess once, like it's something that you do every day or, you know, um, regularly where you just have to keep coming back to that. Um, I guess it's a bit like a GPS or like a, a map, right? Like mm. where you, you just have to keep coming back to that center. You know, when you put recenter on your map, mm. it's like mm. God is, is our recentering and we have yeah. to kind of keep going back to that's good. Where, oh, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> like, I can see it because I can see it in my head. I'm like, I do that all the time. I go too far away from where I am currently. And <laughs> yeah. it's like, I just got to get myself back there. Yeah. 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 And great. I feel like when you're looking for your purpose in life as well, um, that God keeps doing that. Like he, mm. if, if you feel like God is leading you in a certain way, um, then I love kind of going on that one direction until you hear the nav say, mm. go in this direction. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I feel like he is our compass, like he is our guiding light. Mm. And, um, and it's, we just have to keep reminding ourselves of that and keep coming so back true. to that. Cause I think we are so easily deceived by other yeah. hope sources, mm. right? Like there's so many other things in our life, like material possessions, ourselves, yeah. other people that we put our hope in. Um, but yeah, remembering and actively remembering who Jesus is, yeah. um, is to actively remember the hope that we have. Mm. Um, and I think that remembrance actually can minister to us every single day. It's not relying on someone else to tell you, oh, you've, you've drifted away. You need to come back. It's remembering the hope that we have in Jesus every single minute mm. of every day mm. to recenter ourselves. And that's what it means to take heart. Yeah. It's to actively encourage yourself afresh. Yeah. And then I think that links really nicely mm. to our um, season one name, which we've called Behold. My favorite word. Yeah, it's, it's not a word that I've used very often until okay. I met you, actually, which I love. <laughs> um, and so to behold something is uh, to look upon it and to see it. And, you know, we do this every day in our lives. Right? Mm. Like we make decisions about our priorities and, and ultimately um, you become what you behold. And so mm. where you put your, your money or your time or your energy mm. um, and you do that to the things that you think are important enough. Um, and so if you behold upon something and you gaze on it, sorry, if you behold something, you gaze upon it. Mm. Um, and then ultimately it moves you and it shapes you and it impacts you. And yeah. so to look and see what the father is doing, it has to change us and mm. it has to change our behavior mm. and our heart. And so I guess that's what this first season is about is to accept um, his invitation to mm. behold him. Mm. Um, and the word behold, it's in the Bible. It's so often. Yes. Um, but although we can get by without it, we, we lose so much when we don't behold him. And it's, it's just so, so rich to, 
to spend the time and the effort to make the space to mm. actually spend time beholding him. Mm. And so much happens when we do. Mm. And I think that's the trajectory of what we're, we're talking about in this season, season one, um, looking at, I guess, what God's original design was for humanity and mm-hmm. how we were so, you know, intimately beholding him every day. And then the fall and how we lost that, I guess, that space in our lives, that priority in mm-hmm. our lives. But then because of Jesus, how we could actually reclaim that and now turn afresh to him and behold him again. And, and yeah. the beautiful thing that happens is like what you're saying, you become what you behold. So when we're beholding God, we, we actually adopt some of those characteristics. You know, there are obviously things that we can't adopt, like his omnipresence. <laughs> um, but there are certain qualities of the Lord that also we can um, sharpen within ourselves too and directly point back to him as well. So um, through this podcast, there'll be episodes where we're actually going to un- uncover what some of those characteristics of the Lord actually are mm. and how we can sharpen ourselves and, and by his, his grace and his help um, become more like him too. Um, yeah. And look at really what, what are the markers of a beholder? What does it look like for someone to be a beholder? How do mm. they, how are they set apart? How are they different? So that's really exciting. I'm, mm. I'm really looking forward to, I guess, seeing, seeing what God does in this podcast and where he's going to take yeah. that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think there's a little bit more to share as well on behold in particular. Um, yeah. So yeah, why, why do you think it's a really important topic to explore? Yeah. So um. I mentioned it briefly about how when you behold the father, you naturally conform to what, um, what we know of him and experience of him. Mm. Um, but you know, there has been that fracture in our posture. There has been that, um, that break of the fact that it's so hard to do that. We distract ourselves so easily, don't we? Yes. And we just, every day. Yeah. Yeah. And we just keep putting things in front of him that, you know, that we shouldn't and that don't fulfill mm. us. Mm. It just doesn't make sense why we do it. But I think, mm. I don't know, we, we just do. Um, and I think if we're speaking honestly here, neither one of us would say that we've perfected the art of beholding God. Gosh, no. Let's just, let's just put that right out yeah. there. We both are very, yeah, honest in saying that we struggle with this so mm. much that mm. in, in every day it's, it is very easy for us to get distracted by the world like, like everyone. Um, yeah. But I think... Um, I guess why we're wanting to speak about this is because we've seen the value of what does happen when we behold God mm. firsthand in our lives. And I think we'll share some of those experiences on the podcast too. And we see the importance, we kind of feel this urgency of, of wanting other people to know what can yeah. happen for you when you behold God. And, and yes, we will slip yeah. <laughs> and that's not going to be a perfect process, but by his grace and, and with his help, it is something we can actively take up every day. Yeah. But sorry, yeah. I, I distracted you. I think you no, were no, no, talking no, no. a little bit about, yeah, how there's been that fracture. Yeah. In yeah. Us. Um, no, that's fine. I welcome the distraction because it made me think God, yes, we will never get it right. Mm. Um, and, but God loves our heart. And I mm. think if we give him the time, then he blesses that. Right. And we've, mm. we've seen that as well. Um, oh, I was starting to talk about idols. Um, and how the word idol uh, and the idol, I guess, of, you know, distraction or busyness or I don't know, anything else that you put in your life that's yeah. not God, right? Yeah. Um, and the word idol in the original Hebrew literally means worthless. Mm. Um, and what I find really devastating but interesting is that 
God gives us good things. Um, I'm going to use technology as an example, right? Mm. Um, but the devil's lies just counterfeits it slightly. Mm. And so something that was, um, you know, a good thing, God has, uh, sorry, the devil has made it this thing that we are just completely addicted to. Yeah. Um, and so what didn't have worth, we've given worth to. Mm. Does that make sense? Yes. And so we think it's worthy of our time, but, yeah. but it's not. <laughs> it's not the time, like the time that we give it compared to what it's worth. It doesn't matter. It doesn't Down add up. Line. Um, and if you look at um, Isaiah 46, 44 to 46, I was reading this the other day and I counted at least 10 times where God says, I am the Lord your God, there is no other. Mm. Mm. Um, and it's all the way through the Bible. Again, in John 6, he says another seven times. Mm. Um, and, you know, I think it's a reference to him being the great I am. Like he's, he's naming himself. He's saying, this is who you should be following mm. and this is who you should be prioritizing because mm. I am the Lord your God and there right. is no other and I deserve the rightful place in your life mm. and when are you going to give it to me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and I think we often, so often, like we serve and we worship the things that God created instead of the creator himself. Mm. Um, and I think one of the ways that we can kind of do this self-assessment of, you know, how am I tracking with this? How am I beholding God? Am I prioritizing him in the way I should? Mm. Um, one of the questions I try and ask myself is what, um, what comes to my mind when I'm at rest? Yeah. Yeah. And then I, yeah, that, that can be quite telling confronting. at times. <laughs> confronting, very confronting. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Thank you for sharing that. Mm. Yeah. And that's a really that's challenging right. question, isn't it? I think, um, just asking yourself that will reveal a lot of where your priorities lie mm. and yeah. Woofed. Yeah. Already. And then I feel like <laughs> the Lord's like rebuking me about something right now. So I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm, spirit's working. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, and then as well, what is your self-assessing, hmm. not self-assessing, no. allowing God to, yeah. you know, work in you. Absolutely. Um, I guess another question would be like, do you look more like God or like your idols? Mm. Like if you're, you know, say fashion, for example, if you're wanting to put all your um, weight into, uh, I'm a self-confessed dork, I'm just going to put that out there, <laughs> not fashionable at all. Um, but if, if fashion is something that you want to, you know, invest in, like you spend so much time researching and looking at Instagram and photos mm. and, yeah. and spending money buying new outfits and things. And so that is where you put your worth um, because of where you put your time and energy. And so do you end up looking more like that or, or like God? Mm. Wow. And I, yeah, wow, that's a lot. And even positive idols can become idols if we give them more time and focus than God. Mm. Even positive things, yeah. you know, like what, what's a positive idol? Like family or relationships. Yeah, like a positive thing that you've turned into something negative. Yeah. Right. Well, any like say this podcast, right? Our heart is to want to encourage people and grow them in their faith. Um, but pride sneaks right in there, doesn't it? Mm. That oh, I hope, or that that sense of um, I hope people like it, and I hope yeah. people. I hope I sound okay. I hope I don't say anything silly. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. And so I think it's that, apparently all about me. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing, isn't it? When you become, when it becomes about you or. Yeah. Something that's pride fueled. 
mm. rather than God mm. glorifying. take a break from our episode to get to know our hosts Emma and Bree a little bit better which is exciting right so I figured that seeing as our guests don't yet know uh, the wonderful Emma and Bree it would be good to talk about funny things that happen to you on a regular basis you said you said our guests don't know the real Emma and Bree yeah where the get our listeners? You oh, mean listeners? the listeners! Yeah, 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 yeah. Our <laughs> guests know themselves quite well. I think actually. I'm actually. quite familiar with who I am. Yeah, you yeah. are You're very in tune with yourself. I, yeah, well, you'd hope so. Yeah, but our listeners aren't. So <laughs> yeah, backtrack that a little bit. Uh, we're going to get to know you both a little bit better. Amazing. And what I thought would be funny was uh, Bree. Maybe mm. you could tell us a story. Uh, you mentioned that you're an executive assistant. Yes. Which sounds like a fancy personal assistant to me. <laughs> What's the difference it's between... more responsibility the than personal assistant. The executive assistant is quite... Yeah. Oh. I'll let you, how about I let you tell everyone about your job? Yeah, how about yeah. we do that? <laughs> how about I stop trying to... <laughs> Sorry, Bree. Over to you. <laughs> That's fine. Um, it, well, it depends where you work, really. Okay. Uh, sometimes it depends on like the seniority of the person you support. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's your experience. Sometimes it's like the breadth of your role as right. well. Okay, so definitely better than a personal assistant. No, that's, what I'm, that's <laughs> yes. what I'm picking up. Yeah. Anyway, so Bream, what's something that you've kind of like messed up at work that's kind of funny, or something that's happened to you at work? That's kind of so uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had some training at work and because of COVID, we can't, all, our whole staff team can't fit in the one room. So we were split across two rooms and I was the, I'm sure there's a technical term for this, the microphone runner of one room. Right. When you have a and a that sort of thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're looking at me very blankly. I'm like, I don't know what that is. So. <laughs> she had to take the microphone to different people <laughs> who had questions in the room. Right, yeah. okay, yeah. cool. So it's a very important job. People need to be heard. Yes, well, I managed to put my shoes on for most of the times that my name got called up. I don't like wearing shoes. Okay. Um, and so, <laughs> that's a weird fact in this whole story. Anyway. Maybe we stop there. Yeah, that's it. It's done. It's been nice to get Cue to know you, music. <laughs> Doesn't like shoes. Um, and so the mic at one stage, we were coming back from a break and was sitting on the table and I saw it had a red light. I thought that meant it was off. Turns out it doesn't. Uh-uh. So, um, what happened? Please tell me you said something really juicy. <laughs> Uh, no, thankfully. I was very grateful I didn't. Yeah, sorry. Oh, but please tell me you didn't say something really juicy. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> um, but the other um, the other room did hear half of our conversation, yes. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's funny. What were you talking about? Uh, oh. oh, sorry. <laughs> Private confidential <laughs> executive Private assistant work no. teams. We were talking about... Um, family relationships and oh. the challenges of some of them. Oh, oh yes, it's, it was a deep. Yeah. It was a deep chat. It was pretty deep. Okay. Yeah, that's, not something that you want half your colleagues to no. hear. No, it's pretty funny. I've heard many a similar story where uh, the preacher has gone to the bathroom. <laughs> They forgot to turn their lav mic off. Oh, no. Everyone heard it. Yeah. <laughs> That's so Our senior pastor left his on this week and the, the whole comms room heard a 
half a conversation that he was having with someone before they quickly turned it off. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Like, oh, wait, that's John. He's not in the room. <laughs> the joys. The joys. Yeah. The joys of wireless microphones. Absolutely. Mm. Anyway, it's been wonderful to get to know you today, Brie. Uh, let's get back to our episode. Yeah, look, I think um, something else to consider as well and something that I've seen myself do, like I know I've done this for myself, so I don't, I don't, I'm not just saying I've seen young people do this. I know that I myself have walked in this way. Um, I think mm-hmm. there is sometimes a decision made to follow God and, you know, then it goes into, okay, now I'm going to serve God. Now I'm going to just give of myself. Um, for maybe the reason of I want to find my identity in serving rather than just resting in the Lord (laughs) and figuring out what that salvation actually means and looks like for yourself and it delighting in him, you know, not, not actually letting him become the desire of my heart because I'm so infatuated with, you know, approval or Mm. yeah, um, value and, and having other people see that in me by my, by means of serving. Um, and I think we go, yep, I'm saved. Isn't that amazing? The end. Yeah. And then we just go and do things for God. Yeah. I did that for 15 years. <laughs> right. We, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we both know what that feels like. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it, maybe when you're in it, you don't know what you're doing. And it's only, I think when you get an experience, like, like say for example, Fiji, yeah. where you, your eyes were maybe opened to what God was doing in a, in a different level and a different scale that you actually are like, wait, hang, hang on, why have I been missing out on this? Mm. Why have I been holding myself and my relationship with God back for mm. reasons that have actual no, actually no weight or value at all? Yeah. What have I missed out on here? Yeah. You know? And, and you are the only one who, like not you, as in we are the only ones that we, that put controls on our relationship with God. Like he mm-hmm. will give you all of him mm. he, and he just wants to spend time with you and wants to be with you and to bless you and to, mm. you know, uplift and encourage and, um, and, you know, rebuke if, you, if it calls for that. But it, he wants to mm. give you that and it's us that put barriers in, it, in the way. Yes. Mm. Absolutely. And we are the ones that miss out on so much. Yeah. Yeah. When we're not revering and respecting him like yeah. he deserves. Yeah. Um, and I think, I guess, what that respect and that um, adoration looks like. Psalm 63 verses 1 to 4 is a really beautiful reflection of what that could look like, a life spent mm. just adoring God. Mm. And I'd love to read that out for us now. Um, but as I read this, I'd love us to think about, I guess, perhaps why isn't this an accurate reflection of our lives? Mm. So let me read this out. Psalm 63 verses 1 to 4. O God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you, as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So I have looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and glory, because your steadfast love is better than life. My lips will praise you. So I will bless you as long as I live. In your name, I will lift up my hands. It's beautiful. Mm. It's a beautiful passage. Yeah. And it might be maybe what we all would want to attain and, you know, reach. But why is that not our heart cry reality every single day? Yeah. 
I don't, we don't, don't know. know. <laughs> maybe we don't know. It's, yeah, yeah. I think I I have an idea, mm. but maybe I won't. Maybe I won't share. Maybe we'll just no. I'll, I'll say what I'm thinking. Um, <laughs> I guess obviously, my my soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you. My soul, or what I think my soul is thirsting for, can be so easily satisfied in the world, mm. and so I don't even bother sometimes to behold God, to go yeah. to, you know the throne room and to just sit at his feet and worship him there because I've had band-aid solutions to those things that only God can fix and help me with and give me and mm. just fill me, mm. you know, and maybe, maybe I think that other things are better than his love. That, that line says, because your yeah. steadfast love is better than life, my lips will praise you. Sure. My lips praise him, but do I really believe that his steadfast love is better than the things in this world? Mm. And I'll, I'll be honest, I'm on, I'm in a, I'm on a journey to that. And I, I do feel like I've come so far from where I was maybe even five years ago, but there are mm. still things that distract me mm. and pull me off course. And so I think, yeah, I think we should all reflect on this and, and think about, well, what are the things that are stopping me from allowing this to be my reality every day? Yeah. Yeah. Doing that, I guess. Actually, something that really helped me was doing, probably sounds a bit silly, but mapping out a week in the life of Brie oh. and, and where I spent my time. Yes. That's and it cool. was really telling. Very revealing. Yeah. Yeah. I think Netflix was a little bit too high, <laughs> but yeah, very revealing. But the thing with and, that is, can I just say something on that? Mm. Like we have complete power. Like you were saying before, we are our own worst enemies in, mm. in terms of what we allow and what we um, settle for that's happening to us, right? Yeah. So if unless we actually just take stock and go, what are these practices that I'm putting in place in my life that are actually not spiritually refreshing, that are leaving me dry and, and clearly needing more because you never stop yeah. at one episode of Netflix. Yeah. No. You know, you, you're watching a whole series in a night maybe. And why <laughs> is that suddenly a really normal thing to do? What's the deeper undercurrent when you've not even opened the word of God that day? Yeah. And you're looking for refreshment. So obviously in the world. Yeah. I've been, I've been personally rebuked by that. And um, can I just say, it's so important to do something about it. Mm. Don't just let Holy Spirit minister to you and say, Hey, there's something wrong here. This doesn't feel right. Yeah. Actually cut, like go on a fast cut it out and see yeah. what God does when you're feeling exhausted and stressed and tired, instead of pulling open the laptop and putting on Netflix, you're opening up the yeah. word yeah, and, and letting him minister to you in that, in that place. And mm. suddenly nothing else like, you know, comes even close to thinking it could satisfy you. Yeah. Like yeah. His we look at does. Psalm 23, right? Like mm. he just, he wants to refresh you. Mm. He wants to give you that peace. And yeah, I think that's really important. Mm. Um, and in Jeremiah as well, he says, call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things that you don't know, that mm. you do not know. Mm. That's so much more amazing than Netflix. <laughs> like this is life changing. Yes. This is, this will impact your eternity. Mm. I don't know why we settle for such rubbish. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And that's it. God invites us to see what he's doing. Yeah. Isaiah yeah. 43, 19, see, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? Mm. I'm making a way. Yeah. Like he's inviting us to look and see and behold, not just him, but also what he's doing mm. in the world. That's yeah. incredible. Mm. And I think in order for us to see what he's doing, 
we need to realign ourselves and fix our gaze on God. Um, we actually first need to stop and look at God's intention for his creation and understand that afresh. Mm. If we want to realign ourselves, if we want to fix our gaze on him, let's actually pull it back and try and unpack afresh what his original intention was for creation. Yeah. yeah. Why we were created, right? Yeah. Um, and um, <laughs> something that I've learned fairly recently, probably in the last year or so, is that all relationship is initiated by God. I love that. Um, and that beautiful. he's always the one that comes to us. And you mm -hmm. see that time and time again yes. in, in God's word. Mm -hmm. um, and something that I love that um, is, so when you look at, um, and I hope I explain this, <laughs> well, when you look at how some of the ways that God has come to us, so we see the original um, Garden of Eden where God is walking among his people mm. and you see that we are built for relationship with him and with others. Mm. Um, and then you, we flash forward to um, the Old Testament where the Israelites are, are wandering through the wilderness um, and God is, God's presence is there in the tabernacle, um, but it's that little bit, far, little bit removed from um, most people. The priests can go into the tabernacle, but there's mm. that distance between the majority of people and, and God himself. And then when we see in the New Testament, God comes to us as flesh, he comes as a man, and then it feels like God is just getting a little bit closer each time, which I really just just blows my mind. And then um, Jesus obviously um, uh, was crucified um, and ascended into heaven, and then we see that his spirit comes, and there's not only among us but within us. Mm -hmm. And I just love that God has just come closer and closer and closer, yeah. and he's just continuing to pursue us. It's yeah. like when I looked at the Bible, like God's greatest love story, it changed the way that I read the Bible. Mm -hmm. And when you look at it, focusing on who Jesus is rather than a list of names and places, which I know sometimes it can feel like when we don't understand it. And that's, that's kind of what we're getting out of it. Um, it's just, it's so rich and it's just, yeah, it's just amazing. <laughs> I love it. Um, and God keeps searching us out. He says, we come to you, all you who are weary and burdened. Mm. Um, and I think it's, um, it's just this beautiful picture that we can continue to behold. And I know we keep mm. saying that word, but it's with good reason. It's a great word. Um, as he continues to come closer to us, then we can refl keep reflecting and being appreciative for everything that mm. he's done. Mm. Mm. That's so good. And I think... It's important for us to understand what we were originally designed and created for, which was relationship with him. Mm. Uh, we were created in his image. We were created to be his image bearers. Um, mm. Adam and Eve, when you, you just touched on this, when we think about them in the garden walking intimately with God, like that's a beautiful picture. Um, yeah, yeah. Genesis 1, 26 to 27 says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Mm. Um, now, you reminded me this week of this particular book. I love this book. Uh, it's a book called In His Image by Jen Wilkin. Yes, would recommend. Yeah, it's wonderful. Mm -hmm. And um, as I was thinking about this being made in God's image, um, I've read these words that I just want to share with you. Mm. Just God created humankind and stamped us with his mark. 
He created us to bear his image, to be his representatives in, work, in our working and playing and worship, form and function in harmony. Mm. Even after the shattering catastrophe of Genesis 3, which we'll talk about in the next episode, mm. and we still bear his image, though we no longer work, play or worship as we were intended. We still hold value to him, every human life. We are cracked vessels designed, mm. to, designed to display beauty but leaking at every point. Mm. And then she continues to say, what is God's will for your life? Put simply that you would be like Christ. See, good book. Great book. (laughs) That's so good. And, yeah, I think reflecting on how we are called to be image bearers is really important. And Paul gives us, um, you know, Paul gives us some really fantastic insight into what it means to be created in the image and the likeness of God. Um, You know, he says to put on the new self in Ephesians 4. Um, that new self that's created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. And then, you know, Colossians 3.10 says, um, we have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. So Mm. to be created in the image of God is actually referring to an image that bears the righteousness and holiness of God. Um, But when scripture, you know, describes all those characteristics of God, it's in the context of God being the perfection of those attributes which we know that humans can't attain that. Um, You know, for example, God is love and God's love is perfect. Um, Humanity shares many of his attributes and um, we were originally created to reflect his perfect character. Mm. But there are some that we just don't share with God, like like what I was saying before, his omnipresence. But we can still see some of those shared attributes in humanity today. Mm. even though those have been distorted by sin. Like, like what that, uh, that uh, book was just saying, we are cracked vessels leaking but still mm. holding something so beautiful and so valuable. Yeah. What were yeah. you going to say? Sorry. No, no. I was going to say um, use the word reflect when you're talking about being made in the image of God. And I obviously just get this image of a mirror mm. that we are to be that, we are to be Jesus in the, on the earth, right? Like we, yeah. are, we are to be um, this reflection of God and his goodness mm. um, to those around us, which is both incredible but an enormous responsibility. And mm. I think we can't do it alone, which is why we just need to keep connecting in with him. My favourite verse, it's mm. a big call because there's a lot of wonderful Bible verses, <laughs> but my favourite Bible verse, I think I, I can call it, is 2 Corinthians three seventeen to 18, which says, Now the Spirit, now the Lord <laughs> is the Spirit, And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the spirit. Mm. It's just really mind-blowing when you really think about what that verse is actually saying. But, you know, just briefly, you know, Jesus is, by the work of the spirit, transforming us into someone better. Um, the gospel re-images us almost into who we should have been originally. And, and that looks like Jesus. Mm. So yeah, Mm. like you're saying, we are these broken vessels designed to display his beauty and his glory, but we are leaking at the seams. Um, but I think it's beautiful that God redeems us by sending his son to be that perfect image bearer. And yeah. Hebrews 1, 3 says Christ is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And in him mm. really is the answer to the question of our purpose, who we should be. Mm. Who should we be? 
just like Jesus. Yeah. Um, But, you know, I guess 1 John 2, 6 says, whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. If we want to look like him, we need to walk as he walked. And that's really challenging to do. It is. But the beautiful thing about following God is that it's, he's not um, a dictator. Mm. Uh, He wants to work in partnership with us. And he wants to, you know, impart his spirit in us so that we we do his work. And so it's um, it's beautiful to be able to know that we are broken, yeah. But yet he use chooses to use us and to value us and to put um his worth within us so that we can help do his work. That's amazing. Doesn't that just point to how relational he is as mm. well? Mm. Yeah, like yeah. um, you know, Old Testament law. In Deuteronomy 5, those Ten Commandments, mm. the first few are all about our relationship with God. Yeah, yeah. We definitely see what his priority is, right? Mm-hmm. And that he wants that relationship with us to be, um, you know, restored and amazing mm. so that then we can, um, so I guess I guess it's this, like we are filled up by our relationship with him um, so that the overflow can flow out to others. Yeah, yeah right? beautiful. Yeah. Um, and I think when I mean, we've kind of talked about it a little bit about how, um, you know, we all have this, I guess, struggle or this desire to want to know what our will, what God's will for our life yes. is. Um, and I th- think Matthew 22 outlines it perfectly is just to love God and to love others. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for it's instance, as simple as that, right? Sure. Like, it, but it, sure. Yeah. But it can be really hard, but let's make it. Yeah. Like Make it simple. It's simple. Yeah. And then God would use you no matter where you are geographically or in this point of history, God will use you in the place that he's put you in mm. as, you know, keep that as your focus, just love God. And then he will provide you with opportunities to love others. So true. That's so good. Um, Francis Chan says something that I just love. He says, the point of our lives is to point to the father. <laughs> Doesn't that just simplify <laughs> Beautiful. Simplify what our lives should mm-hmm. be like, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then 1 Corinthians 10, 31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Mm. Um, Deuteronomy also mentions um, this word here, um, the Lord your God. The Lord is, uh, sorry, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, and all your strength. And the word here there is actually not just listen, but it's listen and obey. And I love that. It's like this call to act, right? Mm. To actively love God, to actively put him first Mm. um, and to seek him in all we do. That's great. So as we think about wrapping up this episode, I guess we'd love to just put some questions out there and maybe we can just have a moment where we think about this for ourselves too. But I guess what might be some of those idols in your own life that you feel God is perhaps revealing to you now? Maybe it's something that we've already mentioned in this episode or it's just something that Holy Spirit's putting on your heart now. It's, you know, a nudging that this isn't okay anymore. We need to deal with mm. this, you know, and, and, and also what is stopping Psalm 63, what we read before, because your love is better than life. My lips will glorify you. You know, mm. what is stopping that from being an accurate reflection of your life? Um, I think yeah. it is important for us to take stock and, yeah, really think intentionally about what are some some things in our lives that are stopping us from from going deeper with God, mm. from beholding Him, and maybe it's shame. 
you know, I think a lot of us carry shame where we, where we feel we can't come before the father Mm. because who are we? Mm. We're not worthy to do it. And that's just not true. You know, know like you should read Psalm 139. mm. It's one that I love so much. Um, It's all about how he loves you and he made Mm. you intimately he wove you together in the secret place and it's this beautiful intimate picture of how God created you and values you and um, has a purpose for you I love that Um, and then also you mentioned shame but in um, Isaiah I think it's 9 6 um, he talks about Jesus being a wonderful counselor Mm. Um, and I love that we so often just try and deal with our own problems ourselves. Mm. Um, but we have this incredible resource in Jesus to be able to go to go to him and to be able to, you know, lean into him and and mm. be filled with his spirit and his peace and his understanding and comfort. And we just find it so hard to do, don't we? Yeah. But that's that's just it, you know, we we kind of ruined it. We kind of ruined God's original intention. Mm. for what he wanted for his people, mm. but Jesus, <laughs> you know, how good is that? But Jesus, God always had a plan to win us back for himself. Mm. And um, in our next episode, we're actually going to explore what it looks like for Jesus to be our great high priest. Um, and the mm. fact that therefore this, ex- this invitation to behold God has been extended to us afre- afresh because of Jesus. So I'm excited to get into that next episode. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited too. Um, Can I, I would love to wrap up um, this first episode with the words from Ephesians 3. Um, And this is really our our prayer and our hope for everyone that's listening. Mm. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses all knowledge, that you may be filled with the fullness of God. We know that to take heart, to be encouraged and to seek a new thing is a personal pursuit. We want to encourage you that you are not alone in that pursuit. We believe that because of who our God is, we can actively seek him and see what he is doing. When we do this, things start to shift. Our hope for you is that you would embrace this process of becoming and allow our God to continue to grow you into all he is calling you to be and that you would have eyes to see what he is doing in this generation.